and good day. This is Ken Grant. You are listening to As Time Goes By with Rich O'Brien. Now, here's Rich and his co-host, Raina Lucero. Well, thank you there, Mr. Grant. We appreciate you being there for us. And this is As Time Goes By. Uh, I noticed there are several programs, Raina, called As Time Goes By on Spotify. Yeah, when I did a search for us, Mm -hmm. I did see that. But ours, technically, is as time goes by with Rachel Bryan. Yes. Is it not? It is. I just mm-hmm. thought I'd bring that up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why I mentioned that. I, we, last week, or whenever we did this last time, we talked about the most exciting play in baseball. You remember talking about that? Um, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, I, I, it struck a, a real note with you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> And I said I thought it was the home run mm-hmm. because both sides, that is both opinions, those for the home run and those against it, mm-hmm. will stand up and scream at the same time. So I thought that was the most exciting one. Well, we got a text from someone who said, I'll call you, I'll call you on this one. He said, it is not. He said, the most exciting play in baseball is when the outfielder throws out the runner at home plate. Wow. That's exciting. That is exciting. It's, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. I think we both could be wrong. Do you know what a squeeze, a squeeze play is? I do not. Okay. A squeeze play in baseball is very exciting. And I, I, I think maybe the listener and I may be both wrong. Here's what it is. You have to have only one out or, or no outs. If you have two outs, you can't run this play mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Here's what the setup is. You have a runner on third base. He wants to score. Mm-hmm. Right. You have only one or no outs. The batter and the runner are in sync. They understand what's going on. The batter bunts. You know what a bunt is. Mm-hmm. Right? He lays down the bunt, and he bunts it toward first base, away from third, right? Yes. Toward first base. And he begins to run to first base. The catcher, of course, is going to throw him out. Mm-hmm. When he does that, when he gets up off his hunch mm-hmm. <laughs> to do this, run this play, the runner who is on third base dashes home and slides in to score. Yes. And <laughs> most of the time it works. Mm-hmm. There are times when it doesn't. The catcher right. catches on, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. A little play on words. Mm-hmm. He catches on and he tags him out as he comes in. But in, I, So I'm saying to our listener, and I'm glad to find we have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, will you concede that maybe we're both wrong? That squeeze play, it all, sometimes it's also called the suicide play, mm-hmm. is really an exciting play. Okay, well, maybe I'll find out. Maybe I'll get a text. Yes, hopefully. Okay. Another thing that I want to bring up, if I could, mm-hmm. unless you want to. Nope, go oh, for it. Okay. Do <laughs> you know the word mindset? Yes. I think we may have discussed this at one time. Um, someone told me that when you make a decision that changes everything else and puts you into a mindset, it's when you have become a part of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been writing columns. We've been talking here. I call it on the air, um, about uh, 
our having Diane and, and I having coming down here, moved mm. down here from the city, made a big deal out of the issue of uh, getting acclimated mm -hmm. or acclimated, if mm -hmm. you will. And uh, so that's that's been sort of what was going on. And then I talked to someone. I may have mentioned this the last time we were talking together. Um, I mentioned this to someone who's a native here, who, who like you, has a certain mindset. You have a mindset. Your mindset is that you're a native here, and you're, mm -hmm. this is your home. This you, you know, mm -hmm. people like me have come in to your place. Right. So I said to this friend, who is from here, I don't want to be that guy that's come in. You know, we're trying to get used to things here. He said, well, then you've developed a mindset. You want to be a part. You want to be a part here. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's, that's interesting because we have actually planted ourselves here. We have no intention of going anywhere else. So what is our mindset? Our mindset is, as we are a part of this community and not visitors only, Mm -hmm. anymore. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to write about that. I'm going to write about how we, you know, we here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that an invasion to somebody who is a native? I don't believe so. You don't? No. Not, I mean, for myself, I look at our small town knowing that we need people to move here and to help contribute, whether it just be going to the grocery store and supporting that business or oh. um, going to our churches and supporting mm -hmm. building up our churches. We need those people to come and, you know, help us with those areas because if we don't grow, mm -hmm. we die. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. And, mm -hmm. I, and I have wanted to learn everything I can mm -hmm. about our place here. Mm -hmm. This is our town. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be our town. Yeah. I, I would think of more of an invasion would be if someone moved here with completely different ideals and then tried to oh. impose those ideals upon the locals instead of either you know acclimating with with the town and the citizens and the way that things go um, in those ways rather than you know walking in with a chip on their shoulder saying this is the way it is now. Yeah, because that's what we bring. Yeah, know, that's what we always want to be careful of. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think we've done that. But I do remember an, a, an incident where uh, I was in an office and, and there was a lady who came in to work on one of the machines. And I just always chatted people. Mm -hmm. And I said, where, where are you from? And she said she was from, and then she stopped midway. And she said, I'm from, well... She said, I'm from California, but I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> now, the listeners, take that for whatever that word meant when right. person meant, mm -hmm. not me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not, okay. Uh, but uh, I understood that, mm -hmm. you know, because she didn't want us to think that they had come there to change right. the flavor of mm -hmm. our place. Mm -hmm. uh, well, okay, but this is a podcast that goes out. We hope people in California will be listening. That's right. Understand the spirit in which we <laughs> in which we said this thing. Yes. Um, I have a feeling that, and I'm not sure who it is, but I, I have a feeling that the listener who made the comment about the the throw from outfield mm -hmm. uh, is in an area where I have lived. Okay. Because I was judging by the area code. Mm -hmm. um, 
Is that it? Is it? Yeah, the area, area code, code. Mm -hmm. on the telephone. And so I want to say to that person, come on, tell me who you are. I want to know, I want to, <laughs> I want to know who this is that's debating me on the area of baseball. Mm -hmm. Maybe he or she will be listening to this. Well, I have a question for you, big question. Okay. Okay, we've had a lot of fun here. This is not fun. In your opinion, what is the most important crisis of our day today? Oh, Rich. <laughs> um, I would say that it's honestly the removal of Christ from our schools and the values of, of the Bible. Because we're seeing so many things happen in our world, in our country, that that is just, it's blasphemy. And it's painful to know that my children are growing up in a world where, you know, in certain areas, in certain situations, they would be judged for being Christian. What well, one preacher said, we live in a godless yes. generation. Mm -hmm. Raina, I am thrilled that you said that because that's not what I expected. Oh. Not necessarily <laughs> from you, but yeah. I mean, I expected, because here's what I was thinking. Maybe I've gone past, I don't mm -hmm. know. I was thinking of the imminent war by the Russians. Yes. You know, have you, have you seen the news at all today? I, I have. I've. We're very close. I've also been, just right before, as you walked in, I was listening to a podcast, and um, the people in the cop that host the podcast were talking to a journalist that's on the ground in Ukraine right now, and it's very much, and he's actually in Kiev, and he said, in Kiev, they're not worried. They know that Russia doesn't have the money to come in and invade. You know, they, their security is heightened, but in Kiev anyway, they know that Russia does not have the money to invade. Now, they could have a game plan, a strategy that no one knows about that could happen. But what, and so how I can tie this back to what I said is, America apparently wants a war. Our leadership wants something to happen because we're pushing so much propaganda towards, you know, leading towards that way, but then all of the news that's actually coming from reputable sources that are, like, Ukraine-owned sources are saying that, yes, these things are happening, but Russia has already been in these providences, and they had mercenaries previously. Now, yes, they're bringing in Russian proper yeah, troops, yeah. Um, but they haven't, ex they haven't come any farther in than they have been since when... I think Obama was in office when Russia, you know, originally took over those peninsulas or whatever they are. And, and you know, I'm not an expert in this, and I don't have anywhere near the, you know, the education background. I, I tell you, I, I, um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they had already taken up, you might say, space mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in those provinces. There are two mm -hmm. provinces in our country. Yes, yeah. And they are on the east, mm -hmm. or southeast, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and... and the Ukraine, the Ukraine is a huge place. Yes. Looking at the map, I mean, mm -hmm. most Americans, I, I would venture to say, do not even know where Ukraine right. is. Mm -hmm. But, and I didn't really. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew where it was, but I didn't know what it looked like or mm -hmm. the size and all that. But we have that now mm -hmm. before us on television all the time. Right. And so I, now I know why you went for the answer you did mm -hmm. on, the, on the question of what is the most important crisis. Yes, it is that. It's an internal question. What are we going to be like 
against any kind of an invasion or any kind of a, a problem like that. Right. But uh, so Russia, you say Russia doesn't have what it takes to do this. Uh, you know, just from what I've been I mean, listening you're, you're, to, you're, what little bit of you know knowledge that I actually have, we put so many sanctions on Russia that they can't afford to do much. And but I did saw. Did we do enough sanctions? Though, did we? Maybe, maybe not. It's hard mm -hmm. to tell. You know, are they in cahoots enough with China to mm -hmm. for China to back them? That would be a terrifying ideal. Yeah. But um, I want to say that um, I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday or a few days ago. Lindsey Graham um, is he in Kentucky? South Carolina South Senator, Carolina, yeah. Republican, yeah. So he went on and he said that he wants to crush all oil and gas in Russia. He wants to just demolish. Yeah. And that kind of struck a nerve with me because if you think of was at the end of World War One when we destroyed Germany, yes, you know we made them pay restitution and restitution. I mean, we destroyed them, but what happened eventually World was War World War Two. Yeah, you know it, it set a precedent. And and as a Christian, do we want to completely cripple an economy so much? No, there's already children starving in Russia. Do we want to aid in, to that more, yeah. or should we instead say, you know, there are obviously issues with Russia. But there's things about Russia that aren't all bad. There are things about Putin that aren't all bad. Same with um, our president. We have to find the common ground and stop throwing hate back and forth. You throw a one, throw, you just said throw, so I say throw. Uh, you, you bring forward a, an interesting point. I just, you, you hit it. Mm -hmm. And that is all over the world. Mm -hmm. Children. Why? You know, we as adults, we, we get together these political ideas and we do, you know, and so we, we go into war or we whatever we do as adults. It's always adults. Mm -hmm. What do we do? We kill the children. That's right. Or we separate them from their families. Or we, you know, go on and on and on. And we do this. And, uh, and not thinking, apparently, about the children of the other guy. That's right. The so-called enemy. Mm -hmm. His children mm -hmm. and her children. What about them? Yeah. What do we do? Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we ought to be sending those missionaries. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's where, and, and our own missionaries, mm -hmm. as far as that goes, is concerned. Interesting point that we're discussing here because I fully thought, because I wrote down my little question. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what is the most important crisis of our day? I thought you would say, oh, it's the invasion. Mm -hmm. or, you know, no, it is what we've done to our schools mm -hmm. with regard to, to our, uh, our Christian values. Because mm -hmm. if we're not teaching our children, they're going to grow up and not have them, or they won't be as predominant as you know your generation, because my values, I mean, it kind of every generation, it yeah. trickles farther and farther away. We from, had it all. Yeah. In my, when I was a mm -hmm. child in schools, mm -hmm. and we had schools, <laughs> I always like to say, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we didn't have air conditioned schools. Right. I'll say that. Uh -huh. <laughs> we had the windows open. Mm -hmm. But uh, but as I recall, we had it all. We could say anything we wanted to say, mm -hmm. and we did. And, and there would be somebody would have a Bible reading, and, and no one ever said, "Oh, you can't do that." Mm -hmm. Oh, that's against you know, none of that. Mm -hmm. It was all routine for us. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and and now the latest thing that we used to do. That they want to take out. What do you think it is? Oh yes, swear, pledge allegiance, hand on your heart. 
And what mm -hmm. does it say? Under er, under God. Under God, yep. They mm -hmm. want to take under God out. Yeah, isn't that? That's why when I say the Pledge of Allegiance, I have mm -hmm. to think about this for a moment. <clears throat> I hook it together. I don't I don't have that static thing, you know, where you say one nation under God, mm -hmm. indivisible. I know. I say one nation under God, mm -hmm. indivisible, because that's the way it's written. It is. There's no comma, There's and no a lot of people there. don't know that. No, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty mm -hmm. and justice for all. Mm -hmm. And let's say, let's say for justice for all. Let's hope that's true too. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's that's very interesting process you've made on this thing because I I had been hearing recently, as everyone else has, I suppose, about what uh, Putin has done mm -hmm. and how he has apparently gone into those provinces, but you're saying, oh no, he's already been there. He's just used mercenaries up until this point. Now he does have Russian proper uh, you know, mm -hmm. units, soldiers that are coming in, but he, as far as the news that I can tell is he hasn't advanced any farther than where his, you know, those, those um, provinces they're already using is it the ruble their money russian run money mm -hmm. um, they have started the russians have started um getting the citizens out and into russia so that if conflict does escalate you know they're mm -hmm. protecting those people mm -hmm. but it's it's dirt poor country there's nothing but and i don't want to speak to it too much because i don't know i do plan to learn if you look back on history those two peninsulas are very, that's home to Russia. The provinces? Yes, yes, sorry, the, the provinces. That's home to Russia, just like, you know, you could argue about what Israel is to, you know, the um, Palestinians and, and oh, to, right. you know. Right. So it's just another one of those instances where Russia wants to claim that land because originally that was part of Mother Russia. You know, Ukraine was given that land, you know, as, mm -hmm. you know, as yeah. time goes and as politics you know, dictates. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you look back on history, we're looking at a historical dispute. And America needs to be very careful. Do we need to invest in another war that we do not have any history in? I you know, know. That it, was like, uh, centuries years, centuries ago. Right. Mm -hmm. It'd be like the Russians coming in and saying, we're going to fix this thing in Nevada. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, you make the, the point about um, the 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 fact that these people uh, are are being occupied, you might say mm -hmm. now, by mm -hmm. the troops. Mm -hmm. uh, someone suggested in, in a program I was listening to earlier today about how these individuals will stand up with pride when Putin celebrates. Mm -hmm. having conquered their needs or, or whatever in some way they, mm -hmm. they're going to celebrate this thing like mm -hmm. it's uh, like he's saving mm -hmm. that part of the country mm -hmm. that's that's something that, that I never thought about or that ever occurred to me but I'm sure listeners to this podcast are probably leagues ahead of me <laughs> on this whole thing and I understand that but uh, a very very interesting thing right here in Eads we don't have an invasion of that kind. No, we don't. <laughs> but we have uh, the same kinds of invasions that all Americans experience, and that is the culture war. Yes. Now, we don't have it to the extent that we hear about it. Uh, no. 
and, and we're hoping, praying, that we don't have that in our schools particularly. Right. And uh, I'm speaking of the uh, uh, racist comments and all of this mm -hmm. sort of thing and uh, and hoping that we don't see that. You know, I, I have a problem understanding it because I grew up in a very racist culture mm -hmm. back in the day, as they say, and I uh, didn't like it then. And I knew people that... Uh, that were of a different color than I, and we didn't have a problem, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Now the culture generally did. There were those those things, those right. racist mm -hmm. comments and things like that, and and you did have to be very careful. But as time has gone on, and I don't live in that particular part of the country anymore, although it has improved. Mm -hmm. My brother lives there. He says it has improved. Good. Um, it isn't where they want it, mm -hmm. but it's improved. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me personally, I am. I know people that are not of my color or the, my, of my culture. Mm -hmm. uh, but but there are those who want to say that one or both of us is racist mm -hmm. because we don't see it their way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they call walk. Mm -hmm. woke, woke, woke. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it means? Um, I think I'm gonna just. Give you the best that I can here, but I believe that the woke culture is um, accept being accepting accepting of basically all things. If you want to marry a tree, I'm going to be woke and I'm going to accept this. It, you really? know, I'm going to look yeah, at it's oh, kind of like that. Though, yeah, I mean, but it 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 does come down to more you know important things such as you know should the statue of uh, General Lee be removed because there are people of color or just people in general that could be offended. Offended that that statue is there. Um, yeah. Is that and, right? Yeah. And so that would be oh. like that woke culture, whereas, you know, my upbringing and my, my limited education tells me that, you know, we have to see these things so that we don't forget those things and so yeah. that we don't keep repeating the same history that's been repeated before us. Yeah. And when we remove all evidence of all the bad things that ever happened to us, mm -hmm. Eventually, our generation through generations, we're going to forget how bad it was and how we feel when we look at those monuments. I I can feel sad, I can feel angry, yeah. But I need to feel it so that I remember it, because I don't ever want it to happen again. I don't want my children to feel it. I don't want my children to have to live through that. That's right. So you know, when we deal with this woke culture, you know, they're getting rid of everything. They're getting rid of all of our history because they're offended by it. They're offended by the slavery. And as am I, I'm offended that that happened, but it was not yeah. my ancestors. And even if it was, I'm not going to pay for the sins of my father, of my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Exactly. I have learned better. You know better, so you do better. That's right. And I think that's how we should, you know, instead of being woke, we should just know better, so we do better. I had the, the good fortune of being, <clears throat> excuse me, on a program, uh, well, not a program, well, I'm in a, <laughs> in a an observance. Right. Honoring, um, oh my goodness, now now it's going to slip me, I'm going to feel terrible about it, but uh, the wonderful lady who occupied the seat on the back, on the front of the bus. Mm, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, thank you. <laughs> what a wonderful lady. Yes. Oh, she was, I, I had the joy of seeing her on a platform, I think I, I did, I said something from this platform because mm -hmm. I was a television person mm -hmm. and she was 
there to be honored. Rosa Parks. Oh, she was, what a courageous person. She was. I think a lot of people don't understand how much courage it took for that woman mm -hmm. to say, I am not sitting in the back of the bus. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and she, you know, had a problem with people because of that. But, right. uh, and then there was another incident in that, that part of the world, actually in Kansas, where uh, some people that I got to know, thankfully, I'm so gracious, I'm so grateful, I'm not mm -hmm. gracious, I'm grateful for these people that went ahead of me. Mm -hmm. uh, and this pastor's, he's an African-American man, his daughter went into the school that was occupied only by white people. Linda was her name, mm -hmm. I remember her. And, uh, and her sister, this was what was called the uh, uh, Board of Education in Topeka, Kansas mm -hmm. crisis. And her sister, Cheryl, put together an organization to help everybody in education. Mm -hmm. The Board of, it was called the Board of Education and Excellence and I don't know, mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. that. And I had the privilege of being on the board, wow. on that board. Mm -hmm. Now, not when it happened. I mean, this was far after. Right. And, but to, 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 but to, to know these people and to um, realize that we are the same. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Cheryl Brown Henderson was her name. The Brown family, mm -hmm. she, that was her married name, Henderson. Mm -hmm. And she organized this whole thing. And it, and it, it, it became so obvious in that setting that we're just people mm -hmm. that were trying to do right things for good people yeah. and for all people. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wish somehow, well, you know, I, I'm obviously at, at a loss for words, and that's not a good thing when you're doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> or a broadcasting. <laughs> but I, I just. And I think about those people because I, I still have some of the uh, memorabilia from okay. those years mm -hmm. in, in my house, and, mm -hmm. I, and I love that. And, and but this word woke. Now I'm going to turn the corner. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, "I was asleep, but I got woken up." Come on. I don't know a lot of English, but I know it ain't. I woke up. No, woken you up. didn't woken up. <laughs> no. The answer is, I was awakened. Mm -hmm. Yes, or mm -hmm. I woke up. Mm -hmm. Got it? Yep. Okay, all you folks with all the woken stuff. Okay, we got it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Hey, listen, we've had a good time. Yeah, definitely. This was we a good day. We settled the war in the Crimea and, uh, mm -hmm. and the Ukraine and the whole thing. And we've uh, solved no real big problems except just to have a good time. Hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast today. And it's the squeeze play. That's what it is in That's baseball. Right. The squeeze play. You got it? The squeeze play. <laughs> Text me and let me know what you think. <laughs> okay, so long. Have a good day.